Hey everyone, thank you to episode two of The Good, The Bad, and The Nerdy. Today we're going to talk about kind of Call of Duty and Battlefield 2042. And then we're going to talk about the Eternals. Um, So let me introduce you to my co-host, Avery. How are you doing? And I've got a question for you. What have you been watching or playing or nerding out on this last week? Ah, that's actually a really good question. So this week I am replaying Shadow of War uh, because for some reason I just felt okay. like I wanted to uh, take over some orcs and create an orc army. So I've been doing that this week. And as far as watching anything, um, let's see, I finished up the Squid Squid Game this week on Monday. So I finished that up. So I'm all caught up with the with the hype train. Should I watch it? Yes. Oh, definitely. I think so. I, yes. So I, I, I have yet to watch Tiger King because of the hype train. And yeah. Squid Games is making me feel the same way. It is definitely a hype train, but I feel it is worth it. And then Shadow of War is the second in that series? Correct. I don't even yeah. know what they call that series. The Lord of the Rings. Middle Earth, not yeah. Lord of the Rings. Um, right. I never finished that one. How is Is the ending better than the first one? So the Shadow of War, um, it falls in the same trope as basically you fight the big bad with quick time events. <laughs> oh, oh, so, yeah, that was like the so, ending of Final Fantasy fifteen. That was stupid. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, so it that part is kind of lame. But as far as the gameplay itself and creating an orc army, so much more fun than the first one. Okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the, recruiting the orcs was way better in the second one than yeah. the first one. Um, and then now that I think about it, the boss at the end of the first one was more quick time events too. Yeah. So let me introduce our other co-host, Stephen. What have you been watching, playing? Um, well, we've been playing around here. We uh, we got for the Switch Luigi's Mansion, Haunted Mansion. Oh, I. And so Kathy and I have been playing that, and then uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. We've been playing that with some friends okay. online. Ooh. So I I bought a GameCube for several reasons, Metroid Prime. And then another one was the original Luigi's Haunted Mansion. I actually I had a GameCube before I ever had a PlayStation 2. Um, I loved the Haunted Mansion games. I I, I got that one as well. I haven't finished it yet, though. Yeah, well, that's the whole reason why I picked it up, as you said, you liked it so much that I thought it was worth worth grabbing. How do you do you like it? Um, we're not too far along in it yet, okay. so so I'll reserve judgment for a later date. But I am playing it, and I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a Mario game. Yeah, mm. right. So and I then as played. far as what we've been watching around here, um, pretty much the same. It's just junk TV, actually. To be honest, now that I think about it. So. <laughs> so I haven't played anything. Um. I've actually listened to more music than I've done anything else this last week. Okay. Um, but I I have watched a few movies. I have been wa- I've watched Chef twice so far this week. I am going to be working on a review for that movie because I freaking love that movie and I want to do a deep dive on it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Love Hard off of a recommendation from somebody. Okay. And it started off pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. And then the acting was so bad. Like, 
this was this is terrible. And 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 it, it hit number one on Netflix this last week. Like huh. it's terrible, but it's it's got its funny parts. It's got it's got the um little Asian guy from Silicon Valley, and I, I love him. His stand-up is great and he's hilarious. Yeah. He's he Jimmy he, L. Yeah, him yeah. and the main actress are the only people who could actually act, and everyone else was total crap. And so it just ruined the whole thing. Um, the other thing I watched was The Closer again. Okay. It is funnier the second time through because I think, you know, he, he you're, you're just kind of the first time you're watching it, like it, it's on a serious note. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second time you already kind of know where he's going with everything. And so you pay more attention to the jokes. Um, now, full disclosure, I might have been enlightened on certain herbal substances but it was fucking funny okay so let's go ahead and get into our first topic let's do it the only thing we have to talk about video games is call of duty and battlefield 2042 are either of you guys interested in playing those games Uh, you know i am um but with most call of duty games I'm going to wait till it comes out free on PlayStation Plus. Because all I'm going to do is play the campaign, which their campaigns mm. are amazing, but uh, they're not very long and uh, they're not worth 70 bucks. No. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're the same way, Avery. No one, not even 2042. Like, honestly, I've seen a lot of 2042 gameplay and stuff, and it looks yeah. interesting, mm-hmm. but. I can't be brought to care enough to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, so I haven't really played um, a first or pretty much a first person shooter for a while now. But when I did see the everything going on for Battlefield 40, 2042, it did kind of bring my interest back into it, especially what they're adding into the franchise, like a lot of dynamic weathering effects and stuff, which I think that's a really mm-hmm. unique twist on something that's just been, you know, First-person shooter, Call of Duty, you shoot somebody, they die, and they respawn. I feel having some sort of, like, just outside dynamic besides just the players coming into effect will kind of spice things up a bit. Um, so with that, like, I'm more interested in Battlefield 2042 than I am in Call of Duty. You know, it's – it's I, I used to be a huge, huge Call of Duty fan. Like, just constantly, just every year Call of Duty came out, or every six months, actually, I should say, I was just, like – on it but now i'm i'm jumping over to the battlefield train because i just i don't know it just seems better <laughs> ken's feeling called out saying he uh pre-ordered that 2042 uh-huh. but uh yeah i am not interested in either of those games um i haven't played so i haven't seriously played call of duty and battlefield 2042 in Let's see, 18 years? When did they first come out on PC? Like, so I used to go and do LAN parties with PCs at a buddy's house. Okay. And it was it was a blast. And I have I haven't played the game since. Like I I play I've played uh I want to say Call of Duty 3, the mission, Mm -hmm. the just the story mode. Um or no, actually it was Call of Duty 2. Um and I played, you know, I, I just played through the story mode and I was like, well, this is dumb. It was 20 minutes long. I'm yeah. don't care about 
online. <laughs> um, the 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 I like first person shooters, mm-hmm. but the military ones don't really do it for me. Yeah. Most of my time I've spent in a first person shooter has been I uh, it's either Halo One or Destiny Two. Okay. Yeah, so Destiny I'm, Two. Well, we Chris, we used to play Destiny Two. We so. played the hell out of Destiny Two. Yeah. What's where was my invite? I see how it is. Okay. Didn't know you were into it. This was years I ago. I wasn't. I, but... We were even working together. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, so I got into the Call of Duty franchise back in Call of Duty Four, uh, the Modern Warfare, like when the Modern Warfare first started. Um, that really got me into it. And and for that one, I actually didn't play multiplayer. Like I played the story because that's where I felt the story was really solid. Um, you know, I love the characters in it and that was really fun. And then from that point on, I started jumping into the multiplayer train and that's when I got addicted to the Call of Duty, you know, f- formula of just point mm-hmm. at someone's head, shoot, dead. You know, that quick adrenaline rush and ranking and all that stuff. But uh, now those days are over. I'm I'm older. My hands aren't as quick as they used to be. These kids are crazy, They're super fast. I, I kind of wish I would. I wish I would have thought ahead and invited my buddy Ben, who's been he's been playing Call of Duty like a diehard for years. And yeah. I want to say he skipped the last one or possibly the last two. And I'm curious if he's looking at this one. Hmm. What about you, Stephen? Any? What's your personal? fps experience well i mean like i said we we played a lot of uh destiny 2 and destiny 1 back in the day and uh that's i enjoyed that from the sci-fi aspect and also the multiplayer aspect playing with my friends um i've only ever played other first person shooters for the campaign and then dropped out of them uh, uh-huh. pretty quickly um i i am kind of interested in the call of duty zombie mode um you know uh-huh. Once a few more of my friends get the game, I might pick it up just to play that with them. But no, yeah. the game I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for is uh, going to be Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's pretty much what it, I've got on my radar. So <laughs> yeah, have you guys seen any of the Elden Ring footage that's been released recently? I have not. Elden no. Ring. Okay, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, what's his name? Skill up. Uh, he's got a video. He released a video today. He got in on some sort of alpha beta thing, and mm-hmm. was able to play stuff. And his NDA for that ended today. And he released a video. It looks phenomenal. I have had zero interest in any new video games. I, I have my back catalog is so big, but I might grab this one because it it just looks really good yeah yeah my back my back catalog is huge as a matter of fact the shelf that holds my back catalog actually fell off my wall <laughs> so my wife said that was a sign i said it was a sign that I buy stronger <laughs> shelves and more games <laughs> that's I, yeah i like the way you think steve yep <laughs> sign that i'm just getting started right so my my favorite experience in first person shooters was Halo One, and it's because you could okay. have sixteen people in a house yelling at mm-hmm. each other throughout the whole damn house. Like that, we need to go. I would love to go back to that. I think that would be 
so much fun because I mean <laughs> it's 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 cool playing online with your friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, the distance does make a difference though. It's it's it not quite the same because you're you're not like getting you're not like getting the pizza and all the shit food and like right. doing all this doing all the stuff. Um, you know where you can literally if someone kicks your ass you can go and physically kick their ass you know (laughs) like yeah yeah no i i feel you chris i definitely miss the nostalgia of just you know just you know couch split screen you know first person shooters right a lot of the shooters today are all online you know you can't you can't do the couch co-op anymore you can't do your land you can't do a a land party you can't just connect to all parties yeah it's it's just not a feature anymore on these devices yeah. which i mean no. i get but i mean how hard would it be to just add that to all the other network crap you got not much yeah. do, it wouldn't be anything. do we know if halo infinite is gonna be that way i i haven't looked a whole lot into it but halo infinite's out isn't it uh um, out or, so. ju- or what is it that i was out. playing a few weeks i was playing i was playing halo one a few weeks ago on my computer and and that that's what halo infinite is it's the one where it's like the all the re-releases or whatever no, that's the master collection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I put I put that Halo One shit on mastery. And uh no, it's coming out no. uh, Halo Infinite December eighth, twenty twenty. Oh, okay. So yeah, if fun. they if they did couch co op, like that would be awesome. Or that'll be the, dark. Yeah. What? I mean that'd be the biggest seller point. I'll I'll start with that. I was like, Hey guys, you guys remember uh, couch co op? You guys remember, you know, Punching your bus buddy right next to you, we got and, it. And then, if, and then if you can do it on PC or Xbox and network it all together, just through Cross like, yeah. yeah, like I've got, I've, I've got all the gear to do that at my house. So, yeah, that would be legit. Yeah, it says here it's uh, day one to Xbox Game Pass. That's cool. Okay, okay. I have to cancel my Game Pass because I don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it for two or three months and I haven't touched it. Um, well, besides when I was playing Halo 1, and then I played some other random games that they had on there that were neat, but not the same way. Yes, yeah. Juan remembers the LAN party. The LAN parties were the shit. Yeah. The closest thing you get to that now is four people on your couch playing Overcooked, which is an absolute blast, but... Which is a fun game, but not the same. Not the same as... Yeah. Well, should we get into the meat and potatoes? Let's do it. So this is a warning for anyone who hasn't been to the theaters this last weekend. We're going to talk about the Eternals. There are possible spoilers. I personally won't have any spoilers, but I'm not um, against the other gentleman releasing spoilers. So if you got to go, you got to go. Steven. How was the Eternals? You know... (laughs) Um, me and my wife went and we saw it um, the Friday night that it came out and uh, it, it was it was surprising. She enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I enjoyed it because it wasn't your average Marvel superhero movie. Um, there definitely was you know some superheroes in it and and some superhero stuff. but the the vast majority of it was uh, mythology building for <laughs> this next phase of the Marvel movies kind of setting up the the bigger world and and what what we can expect the grandeur of this next phase to be 
So, uh, you know, scale of one to 10, uh, I give it a solid eight. It's not the best Marvel movie that's come out, but, uh, as far as building and setting stuff up, I think they did a fantastic job. Okay. I'm going to go next. I am on the opposite end of that spectrum. Um, I have very little to say about it. The one thing I have to say is as soon as I saw the Minecraft building, I was done. Um, when they were doing that pan view over the blue structure that they had at the very beginning, I saw that and I was like, is this Minecraft? Like the, the CG was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all the building CG that they did and the plane. Did you guys see the plane mm-hmm. when they were on the plane and they're flying through the sky? What the hell? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it actually reminded me of going to see the Wolverine that pissed me off so bad because his claws were terrible. And it was like, you've done, I want to say three movies of his claws this far. And like how many structural building CGs have been, has Disney done and they couldn't get these right. Mm-hmm. Um, So that took me out of it. There was a lot of whining. Um, I couldn't connect with anyone. My favorite character was my least expected favorite character. And that was Angelina Jolie's part. Um, I, I would have actually liked to have known more about her madness. Um, otherwise, yeah, like what was, yeah, I was, I was just kind of bored. And then the very early on, they did that view of the, what was where where were they at with the with the blue wall? That's the Ishtar Gate in Babylon. Yeah, it's yeah, an actual was, gate. It looks it looks dead on like that. Well, but the, I mean, but the it, actual it, CG in that in that view of where you're like flying over it type thing, it was mm-hmm. terrible. It was so bad. Um, the monsters were slightly Avatar-ish. Um, meets like what is it? Not Venom. But you know, it, it, they were all right. Um, I just wasn't captivated. By monsters, you're talking about the deviants, I'm guessing. Yeah, the right? deviants. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're monsters. Um, um, well, the, and see, okay, and that is one of my one of my few gripes about it is uh, that whole storyline was just very poorly developed. The deviants mm-hmm. are supposed to be the the opposite of the Eternals. Uh, not so much monsters and I was going to say, so they should be human like their, their exact yeah. opposite. Um, and that whole, that whole story just kind of, they built it up and then it just sort of petered out at the end with Fina mm-hmm. killing crow and uh, nothing much ever coming of that, mm-hmm. of that, that fight and that storyline. Yeah. Um, that reminded me, um, and I completely forgot what it was that I was going to say. Damn it. You were talking about. Oh, well, anyways, it will come to me as soon as I'm sure I hear what Avery has to say. <laughs> have nothing to say. What are you talking about? Nothing. Never, never, no, <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm actually on the same side as you, Chris, not as low end, but I did. There were some parts I really did enjoy, but overall it just. The, the movie itself was very underwhelming for me. I didn't feel like anything new 
was being shown besides the mythology part, which I absolutely loved. So the, the mythology building and kind of the world building was great. But as far as just the movie itself as a whole, I felt it didn't really bring anything new to the table as far as a Marvel or as far as like Marvel movies goes. And from a visual perspective, since I'm pretty much the visual nerd of the group, um, I agree with you, Chris. It looked absolutely terrible. I think the CGI was seemed either rushed or they just didn't have enough time. And as far as how everything was shot, it was really dark. And I know mm-hmm. that I know that's a trick that most movies, especially action, you know, movies these days, they use to kind of hide some of the bad CGI. And it couldn't just, see anything in that forest fight. Oh yeah, the forest fight. Yeah, ridiculous. Like that. I think that's where I noticed it the most, and it started like really upsetting me. I was like, why is the shot so dark? And then I know that's the most part where most of the fighting for the deviants happens. So I'm pretty sure they did that because the CGI was just crap. And but I hate this. I hate the technique that's been used for that. Right, making scenes look dark. Like it's it's it throws me off. But it's better than um, shaky cam. Well, no, no, it's not. Just, I'd, I'll take shaky cam all day. I'll take shaky I, cam. Yeah, I'd rather take shaky cam versus yeah. dark shots. <laughs> that, that's, that's, a, that's an Avengers trick, yeah. this damn shaky cam. Shaky cams and quick cuts. Yeah, what's, what's worse is uh, make everything the same color so that in the, yes. middle of the Transformers fight, you don't know who's who's, who's fighting yeah. who because they're all right. kind of gray. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened right with the in the forest fight when you know the deviants came, like they kind of blended in with the forest a little bit too much, and then having it shot dark, it was kind of really hard to just see which deviant was attacking who. The only one I could really under saw the difference was Crow and the one that had wings. Where the one was like, okay, those are the two different ones. But then when yeah. they revealed later on in the movie that they're all like kind of like the the Super Saiyan form of their deviant self. I didn't even realize that there was the other three, sorry, the other two different types. Like I thought they looked the same in the jungle fight or in forest fight. And then when I saw what they looked like, you know, individually when they did the wide shot, I was like, oh, okay. So they are actually all different, but I couldn't really see that during that scene. It kind of just threw me off. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's too much. And mm-hmm. um, to Chris's point about how they, the, the deviants look, I was actually, I think I know you were thinking of. So like, it's, it is a blend of like avatar and like, Edge of Tomorrow, like if you remember the monsters in Edge of Tomorrow, how they're like very yeah, um, yeah, like they have the face that kind of glows, and then everything's more tentacle wise and stuff. Yeah. So I remember what I was going to say. Okay. This should have been a show. They had way too many people, too mm-hmm. many too many new characters that they were introducing. Yeah. Um. Could you have imagined if they did the Avengers without an Iron Man movie? Right. Like. It, I, it, it would have bombed. Um, so yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen because there's there's just not enough time to get into the back, and it was two and a half hours long. It was really long. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Dune was really long, but I was fine through that movie. Yeah. I think one thing, yeah, so that the Eternals kind of falls into that trap, right? Is the same trap that the Justice League fell into is you're introducing um, multiple characters in one movie. And you pretty much like you're saying, right? You don't have time to develop these characters to kind of know more in depth about them. Like you're like, I would definitely the same thing. Love to know more about Thena. Like I thought her character was mm-hmm. really good, and kind of really dive deeper into um, was it Mad Mad Row Mad Madness? The, the 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 dude with the glove. 
mm-hmm. the guy that was like protecting her. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would love more on him. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they would have had something huge with Sprite. Oh if yeah, they have, if they would have dove deep on that. Um, yeah, it, it. I think there was a lot of potential, and I don't know. I don't know why they made a movie. They they could have made this a show, and like everything's been setting up. And actually, because I'll I'll agree with Steven as far as setting up the mythology and everything. Excellent, mm-hmm. but it could have been done as a show, and and you know what? It probably would have drove a ton of people. If if you would if you would if it, if it would have been hot, people would have gone and subscribed to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you both there. Um, if they had done it as a show on Disney Plus, it definitely would have been able to uh, flesh out characters that we barely got to know, and then they killed mm-hmm. off. Uh, you know, like yeah. I said, you know, <laughs> yeah. they killed off Gilgamesh fairly early on, and you didn't get to know much about him. Right, um, a character I was interested in. Uh, Druig, who was who's traditionally the bad guy in the comics for the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the he's not the bad guy, but he's I the hated member him. of their team that, <laughs> generally speaking, does the turn in the third act or the second uh-huh. act. Um, it, it it was very disappointing because you you got to see very little of of what he did. He just mm-hmm. basically ran a cult in in South America. After yeah, South America, yeah. I could. <laughs> I yeah. could so I, that was another thing that turned me off to the movie was the way that he was behaving. He was supposed to be some sort of God and he didn't understand the idea of free will. And all he wanted to do was control people. Like that right. was so upsetting. I was like, you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be better than humans. And well, in this, they're not, the they're not supposed to be gods. They're, 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 they're guiding forces in, in this, in the MCU, they were guiding forces mm-hmm. on earth. Uh-huh. to get to a, an end result uh so yeah. fair enough i i use the term gods because uh that's how it's been described lightly in other things um they're supposed to know better than us humans and he was acting like the worst of us humans mm-hmm. in my opinion wanting See, to and I, I disagree and wanting um, to... they they were flawed they were flawed characters and and that's you know that's what made it a little more interesting mm-hmm. um if every character is superman it gets very boring very fast. You need flaws well, yeah. in your superheroes well, to nowadays, make them uh, identifiable. Nowadays, These guys, the character Superman, it's a bad guy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, Chris, Chris did make his turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would echo what you Stephen said. Like, I, I do like the fact that they were flawed, um, but I think to the point of Druid, his character, right? His whole thing was. He, his whole thing was like, we could stop war, right? We can mm-hmm. stop all of this, and you know, we can help them just become better humans by basically having a hive mind type effect, which is what George was doing. The board, as I think, yeah, you know, they, they can all can just we can end this, the bloodshed with each other if we just tell, like, control them, tell them what to do. So it's kind of it's almost like a gray area, right? Because from George's point, like, I understand where he's coming from, the fact that, like. Us, you know, humans are just we're, we're in nature, just savages, and he kind of wants to just stop that by making a hive mind. But on the other side, it's like now you're taking away free will, and you're you're taking away for like individual humans to grow and develop, which is what the Eternals' whole thing was about. About the staying away from human conflict was like, right? If we if we jump in, then they can't grow, they can't learn, and that and that's where Selma Hayek stepped in and said, no, stop it, and everything yeah. went to shit for them, right? Um. 
Yeah, no, that like the Eternals did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was a douche. <laughs> he, was the, he definitely was very douchey. He look, he had the very douchey vibe. He was definitely a douchey character. <laughs> so I have a theory, Stephen, on why this is your wife's favorite Marvel movie. And why is that? It is like three or four separate love stories in one. <laughs> that is true. There were there were a couple of triangles in there that were. Uh, there was one triangle. But like otherwise, like there was that what is his name, Druith and uh, the Flash girl. The Flash, yeah. Um, Flash and the and then um, Angelina Jolie and that guy kind of had a thing. Like I was watching some stuff, and like there was definitely a point where they kind of made <laughs> nice. Yep, Druith. Um, <laughs> the poor man's Ezra Miller. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll yeah, be honest, I, I like him better than Ezra him. Miller. But I, 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 I might not. He might be a better actor than Ezra Miller. Yeah. I, I, I won't disagree with that. Um, but there was, there was, you know, the 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 big triangle with uh, the Starks and what's her face? Imagine the Starks fighting over Cersei. Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> and and then uh, and then you got the Flash and Druith, and then it and then you've got well, there was the story with uh, the engineer guy and his boyfriend, and then and then Fast Selma Oaks, Hayek yeah. is just you know Selma Hayek, <laughs> and uh, you know just was trying to stay spoiler free on that one. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a giant multiple love story is what they I felt is what they were kind of going for just subtly with some like superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean that all ties back to the comic books. In the comic books, this the the, the that love story existed between Icarus and Cersei and mm-hmm. uh, Dane Whitman. Uh, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, it was integral to the Neil Gaiman comics that 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 this is largely drawn from. Not not exactly, but largely. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm curious because there's no way the Neil Gaiman comics came out before the Eternal comics did. Well, no, 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 no. Um, so the Eternals came out, and I believe it was '76. Uh, Jack Kirby, and yeah. it, it was it, it laid the groundwork for the Celestials and the Eternals and the Deviants. Mm-hmm. But in the, I believe it was in the '90s, Neil Gaiman put out his run of the Eternals. And oh, okay. I didn't know he had his own. Series is largely drawn from that work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the the Celestials are, are are characters that have existed for a while now, um, but this storyline that we particularly saw, and like I said, not a hundred percent from the Neil Gaiman comics in that run. But there are large chunks of the story that tie back to story points in the in that run. So you said the Neil, the Neil Gaiman ones came out in the nineties. I think so. Yeah. I'm curious. I might try and see if I can't find those somewhere. They are available on Amazon. Okay. I I, uh, I recently reread them through my my Audible account. You do the Audible and you don't do the Amazon comic book thing? Um, I Well, I think I've got both, actually. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't know Audible had comic books. <laughs> I did, Wait, wait. Amazon has comic books? What? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what it's called, but they have like their own 
app that you can like subscribe and get like oh. comic books. Like DC and Marvel have the same thing. It, yeah, it's it's, okay. it's not yeah, Audible. Yeah. It's through their Kindle. The the or not oh, okay. The, the 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 yeah. What do I have? I have the Amazon Fire book. So okay, that's cool. I don't know about that. Yeah, there's a lot of comic books you can grab through that. Okay. So yeah, I I, I think it would have been better as a TV show. I th I think it would have been. It, it had a potential to be really powerful through a TV show. I think. Um, and that would have been great to see. Yeah, agreed. Uh, especially just just for character development alone, right? Just be able to see or learn more about those characters. I think it would have helped. And I think, like you were saying earlier, Chris, it would have helped drive more people to Disney Plus and getting mm -hmm. more involved. Oh yeah. Totally, especially if people found out that it was like laying out the ground, like the like some actual real groundwork, like all the stuff that's been done mm -hmm. in Loki and whatever has been very light. As a matter of fact, did Captain America and Winter Soldier even have any like setup for what's happening? Maybe very little. Oh, it had it had what's her face, Elaine, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it it would have had more setup than Loki and Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And it probably and it probably would have brought people in. We've been like, oh, okay, yeah. So the next two Marvel movies are Marvel Sony movies, correct? We did. We talked about Morbius earlier this week, mm -hmm. and then right. we got Spider Man coming no up. No way home. No way home. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, do we know what's after Morbius yet? I haven't. I I I haven't looked at the schedule since like Black Panther. So, <laughs> have yeah, I haven't either. So yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I don't have it up in front of me. I okay. know they, they just moved a, a lot of movies around. So yeah, they I, did. They I moved did have it memorized because it was it was it it transitioned into I believe it was Doctor Strange was coming out next. Mm -hmm. And yes, and that's all that's that... moved around and changed now. So is it 2022 still, or did they push it even further? I do not know. I, I I want to see Doctor Strange, and then there was supposed to be Guardians of the Galaxy three as well. Yeah, that yeah. started filming this week. Oh, okay. So that one. So I imagine, that I imagine on Guardians of the Galaxy three will be out sometime next year. Yeah. Well, now I'm curious. Now I got to go look into all these movies getting delayed. That's interesting. <laughs> Why? But we've got a lot of groundwork laid in this. Um, I know that you missed some of the after credit scenes. Yeah. That were, that were provided, but uh, so, there were okay. So before you go into this, because I want you to do this, because I, I I I really had to take a leak and I missed the last scene of the last post-credit scene. The best post-credit scene in a long yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it was. But like, um, so another spoiler warning. <laughs> Steve's gonna go into some detail on these uh post-credit scenes. So if you want to get out of here, go ahead and go. Also, if you're <laughs> watching, please leave a like and help with that dumb algorithm. Thank you. <laughs> And subscribe. And, oh, and yeah. Subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. Do do all the things. Yeah. That way Chris can stop yelling at Steven and I for watching their YouTube videos. <laughs> well, we got that thing. Look, man, I just wanted to hear I sound. Jeez, leave me alone. If you watch it, watch the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm so, you know. <laughs> so the first the first uh, post credit showed this guy, and uh, I, I couldn't find an image of Harry Styles. Um, as Star Fox or Eros, but he's the brother of Thanos. So a lot of people are speculating that through this, we're going to get Thanos to come back. Um, 
there there are storylines that deal with Thanos going forward um, that might be interesting to see how they play out if they decide to bring him back out. Like I said, it could go a completely different way. That's kind of the way that they've been doing things. Um, so Eros is an Eternal. Star Fox here. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Just like the other Eternals that we just watched a movie about. Um, I don't know how he's going to play into the future of the MCU. Um, most definitely going to be involved with possibly Guardians of the Galaxy 3, um, which will have Adam Warlock in it, we we presume. Um, and there's a storyline that between these two, um, Star Fox also tramped around with the Guardians of the Galaxy for a little while in one of their series. So mm-hmm. um, this so, is potentially very interesting. I had heard, yeah, no, if they brought back Thanos, I might be back in because he's my favorite person of the whole thing so far. Really? Um, so I, maybe I'm mistaken what I've heard, but I heard Thanos was a deviant. Than- okay, so in the comics... The reason why Thanos is blue is because his deviant gene, he's an eternal, but Mm -hmm. the eternals are humans and deviants. His deviant gene was predominant. Thus the, the purple and the, and the overall look of him that was in the comics. They never really said much of that in the MCU movies. um, Mostly because it wasn't necessary. It was, it was information that no one would have known. That's why they were able to get away with the whole "why didn't you help with Thanos" thing. Because well, also they were all. Well, also they were. Uh, well, th- and that actually creates a problem because if he, since he was a deviant, yeah, um, they should have been able to get involved. Uh-huh. However, yeah, they weren't involved. They weren't allowed to get involved in things um, that humans brought upon themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why you have uh, that scene. I, I believe it's about two thirds of the way through. Um, in Hiroshima where, you know, mm-hmm. obviously they could have stopped that at any po- point in time if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and they chose not to. Right. But so, <laughs> so that's one of my biggest pain points of the Eternals. And I, it's one of those, like it, it actually derives what you're saying about Thanos. Like I'm pretty sure they didn't make out Thanos to be a deviant in the first place. So that's what they're like, Oh, you know, we didn't step mm-hmm. in, but I felt that was very lazy writing why they're saying why didn't get involved i mean i get that you know let human conflict do with human conflict but thanos isn't a human conflict that is another being from another planet <laughs> that's coming down and i get because he had the infinity stones but i felt something that mass of 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 you know conquering or even just of a conflict mm-hmm. i kind of feel like the eternals I would like would step in like that, that. It just seems bigger than just a human conflict at that point, you know. Yeah, I, we we could talk about all the things that the Eternals should have stepped in, but I will stick with um, Thanos being a deviant is deep lore. Yeah, um, and uh, the MCU just doesn't have time for that. Right. Or, or also, even... the Eternals may not have known that he was a deviant or or an Eternal, for that matter. They there so, there was. There was nothing that told them that there were any other um, Eternals out there other than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something very early on that the Eternals are Eternals and Deviants, all of them. They have both genes. Well, they were all created by the Celestials from mm-hmm. basically right. the same from basically the same thing. 
right okay 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 yeah because yeah even this lesso he was saying when he made the deviant you know he made them more or they can evolve right based off mm-hmm. whatever planet they are they can evolve with the with the planet versus the um the internals he made a word like yeah they can't grow or evolve like they just pretty much stuck with what they are in their present form prepubescent humans yeah <laughs> right and we're in sprite's case just <laughs> a tinkerbell <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's the next one well, okay, so we go into the next one, and that's the reveal that we have Dane Whitman, who okay. uh, we we kind of see that he wants to tell Cersei, and before she gets yoinked away by by Eret, I believe it's named the Eresh. Ash Eresh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's trying to tell her that he has a complicated history and family lineage. Well, his family lineage mm-hmm. goes back to King Arthur, um, which they have a good nod to when they're on the mm-hmm. domo and mm-hmm. that one character uh goes oh is that the ebon blade oh no that's excalibur well mm-hmm. they look alike um they were both created by merlin the ebon blade is the cursed blade that's wielded by uh this character the the black knight who is okay. dane whitman it's you know so i believe that this is going to lead into maybe a marvel t like a, a series plus series but i'm not 100 yeah. certain on that because the other great thing that we get in this scene and you won't know this chris because you missed out on it is there's a voice that goes are you sure you want to do that mr whitman Ooh, yeah and and the voice that we hear we we didn't know i didn't know when i heard it because it's an uh, actor that i've only heard him in a couple of movies marshall uh, ali yeah marshall ali yeah Blade yeah that was my boy yo yeah <laughs> So now it's interesting. These characters don't really interact a whole lot in right. the Marvel comic book universe. Um, but I think I think what we're going to see is as he picks up that sword, who better to teach you how to use it than, you know, a guy who, you know, goes by blade and wields katanas. Right. Um, so I think we're going to see him involved in the blade movie. Um, if not in his own series, is he actually this promo shot? Has they haven't announced Blade, as far as I know? They have announced. Blade. We have. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have, yeah. and it's him. Yeah. And it's Remy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Remy that's to me until Ali. the day He's I die. Play Blade. They've got a yeah. director. I don't know that they have a start date for when they're going to be filming it. Um. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard about the start date yet either. So, but definitely highly interested in Marshall Ali's take on blade i think that'd be really I'm, fun i am curious because i loved him in house of cards he might have been mm-hmm. my favorite part um and then every time i see him in anything i just love it yeah so i am i am now more excited about morbius <laughs> well he may not show up in morbius right fair enough but if if, if they give me some crumbs i'll be happy Little, still twinkly, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> now, my suggestion, if you want to go watch a Marshala Ali movie, is uh, Green Book. Ooh, Green Book is really he, good. He was amazing in that. Yeah, agreed. Green Book is really good. So, the Black Knight, friend yes. or foe of the Eternals. Um, well, like I said before. He's not really involved. He's he's more involved yeah. with the Avengers 
So I think he's going to be a friend um, just based on what so we've seen in the movie. He's at least going to be a friend to Cersei. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to get her to move in. So I, right. I was just wondering if maybe there wasn't going to be some play between the two swords. Oh no, the, the Excalibur was just, it was just, that was just an Easter egg joke mm-hmm. there. There's, okay. there's very little, um, no, that's actually not true, there, but there's not really a lot of Excalibur in Marvel comics. Um, unless you go read the black Knight, the older black Knight stuff, okay. because he's not the first black Knight. It, it's sure. went through his family and, and it's, it's a mantle that's bestowed upon someone when they pick up that blade. So you're saying he's not like 2000 years old. No, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll find or out, but I don't think so. I, I think, I think what we were seeing there was uh, something that was left to him by, by an older relative. Mm. I think he knows what it is. And I think he knows what the burden is because it's a cursed blade. Um, the more that the user uses it, it fills mm-hmm. their heart with a, a sense of vengeance and bloodthirst. Uh, it's really hard to overcome. Cause I was going to say, if he's like four or 5,000 years old or whatever, like that completely changed the joke about him. Oh, you guys were together for 5,000 years. That's not long. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. No, in the comics, he's a, a descendant of the original Black Knight. Okay. okay. Which would make sense because he's like, my family has a complicated history. Yeah, complicated yeah. history. So yeah, he, he's just a normal human with a kick-ass sword. Right. So was there anything else you guys wanted to cover? Let's see. Um, so yeah, again, as a whole, going to the more visual side, again, definitely didn't really bring anything to the table. CGI was crap. I mean, I know Disney has money; they could have made it much better than mm-hmm. it was. Um, I did, I did like the costume design though for the Eternals. I thought those were really dope, uh, especially. I think each costume matched to their what they were. So like Dina's being all white and more warrior-like, uh, Cersei more Earth-like, you know, and then um, Icarus more of like has that a flight-like type. Um, so as far as visuals, as far as costumes, I thought that was really good. Uh, visuals for CGI, not really good. And then cinematography was really boring. Nothing. And maybe that's because I'm off. I'm still getting off the Dune train. Well, a lot oh. of the there's yeah there's that, but a lot of the cinematography relied on CGI. It did, especially like you were saying earlier with the shot overhead shot of Babylon, that it just I, it it didn't feel real to me. You know, I definitely could have shot that better. There was a lot of those shots where it's kind of just over the head, you know, mm-hmm. expand out view. Which honestly, when it comes to cinematography and it comes to things like that, you always want to shoot it in either an eyes point of view or somewhere where it's like more awe, so people can feel like they're being involved in it, in it. yeah like they're there yeah, versus, yeah and that was one of my biggest pain points i didn't really feel like i was involved with the movie like it just i just felt taken out of place multiple times we watched it in 3d which i i i wouldn't say was necessary but i did feel mm-hmm. that it, it it as 3d tends to do it drew us into the film yeah. a little bit more yeah so i don't go see movies in 3d and that's because i've only ever had like two or three work um avatar was awesome i was there um that they they like what you were saying that they shot the video so it felt like you were there and then they added those 3d effects which was his whole purpose was to just test that technology and then the only other movie that kind of worked 
that I can think of off the top of my head was like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Doctor Strange was amazing in 3D. Oh, I didn't do. Yeah, you see, I, mm. I I went and saw a bunch of movies. Like I saw Transformers and all sorts of stuff in 3D, and it just wasn't working for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I guess the yeah. the glasses don't work for some people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I definitely could understand if you're like there with the 3D and stuff. Like it, it draws you in more. Yeah, I did. Actually, even I thought about it too because I know there were some seatings available for 3D. I just didn't feel the Eternals would be one of those movies where 3D would enhance it. Like for example, like how you're saying, Chris Avatar in 3D was absolutely amazing. I love that in 3D. Like if no one has seen that in 3D, I feel very bad for them because that was yep. an amazing experience. Right? It's worthless otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really is. And then um, it's crazy. Yeah, with Alice. It's the same thing. I saw that in 3D. And I think what it is for me is the way how I would think about watching a 3D movie is if just how much of the world building is happening in the movie. Um, Avatar, there was a lot of world building going on. The Alice movie, there was a lot of world building going on. A movie like Transformers, I can't see 3D working because there's not yeah. really any world building. It's it's set, you know, in a, in a place that everyone knows. And it just, and again, everything was all gray, so you really couldn't see anything anyway. Um but yeah, I think 3D definitely has its place. I feel like maybe if I did see Eternals in 3Ds, I might think differently. But I've well, actually, well, Stephen here, let me ask you this: since you did see in 3D, like how were the shots for you in the forest during that fight scene? Like, was it still was it really dark? Still very dark. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, in that scene, I didn't I did not realize that the number of like you said the number of deviants that were there it, yeah. they didn't really stand out to me. Um, as a matter of fact, I. I really felt like there were a lot fewer deviants there and more mm-hmm. of just, it was the fight between the Aztecs and the Spaniards. Yeah. 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 Cause I know with 3d at Tennessee kind of like has like a dark, it kind of darkens the film even more kind of just help with that 3d effect. Yeah. So that's why that's all I was like, Oh man, I can't even imagine how that scene looked during the dark scenes in 3d. Yeah. It, it was, it was not the best that particular scene. Cool. Yeah, but right. other than yeah, other than that, um, I, I don't think I ever gave my rating. I, like for one out of ten, I would give it a. I said earlier a four, but I'm gonna move to a six only because it just I don't know it it set up for something else. Like I felt this movie was a setup mm-hmm. for something else. There was a lot of just loose ends, and especially with the ending of the Eternals and then the first post credit and the second post credit, it just kept building these like oh but wait till next time you know it's it's I almost felt like I was watching Dragon Ball Z all over again like it's just it's the build up Ugh. and then you gotta wait <laughs> until next time and then it moves on we're like don't do that to me just end it end it for me come I needed some sort of conclusion something <laughs> okay well let's go ahead and wrap it up so Avery what are you watching next week or playing or whatever so uh, next week, I'm going to be playing either two games. Uh, the GTA trilogy is coming out. Oh, you're buying it? I thought we discussed that we were waiting for sales. Or did you say you were all in? I was all. I'm all in. Okay. I am. Okay. I am. I, I am all in because I want to play San Andreas. I want to okay. feel. I want to feel super young against you two olds who played it <laughs> when y'all are already like legal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. So I'll be playing that, and then also because I am a huge racing head, I'm gonna play um, Horizon Forza Horizon Five. 
Okay. It just, yeah. it just came out. Emmanuel's been playing that for like the last 48 hours or however long. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. What about you, Steve? What you getting into this next week? Um, well, obviously, next Friday will be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, they just dropped this, uh, the final trailer for that. So we have another show before that happens. <laughs> I'm saying so can, between now and next Wednesday, trailer. what you doing? Um. Well, actually, I'll probably be sitting down and watch rewatching Ghostbusters one and two. Uh, okay, daughter, excellent. My daughter's idea. never seen them. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> get her on that. Yeah, right. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, complete oversight in my my parenting. Uh, I'll be summarily <laughs> flogged for doing that, but it's, that was, I'll get it corrected. That, that might have Ghostbusters one might have literally been the first movie I showed Emmanuel. Nice. I believe that it was one of the first movies I saw in theaters that I remember. Mine was Roger Rabbit. Ooh. And Bambi. That's a good first movie. <laughs> Mine was a uh, the. Crypt Keeper. Um, which one? The one Tales with the... Tales from the Dark Side? With, or Tales uh, the from one... the Crypt? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. It had a Billy Zane. I forgot which one it was with Billy Zane in it. it Billy Zane uh, and Bordello of, Bordello of Blood. Was that what it was? I think so. When they're like in that like house, whatever, and the demon... Demon demon Knight. Demon Knight. I think it was Demon Knight. It was called. Uh-huh. I think so. That's that was my first one. I was like four. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why my, my mom said I, she took me, but I loved it. <laughs> appropriate movie for a four-year-old. I would agree. Definitely. Yeah, it's totally appropriate. I think I might have lied about my first movie. I think it was La Bamba. <laughs> I was told I was dancing in the aisle. I was like four. Love it. Little dancing but, uh, Chris. So, I love to so see that. I'm guessing Juan says he wants to play San Andreas to go to see Area 51 again. You see, I quit playing it, so I didn't. Do, I didn't even know that was a thing. It's definitely a thing. It's where you get the jetpack. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next week, I will be watching more of Chef. Okay. Um, because I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, so I've been watching it, kind of like collecting my thoughts, and then the next time I watch it, I'm gonna write down notes, and then I'm probably gonna watch it again. Well, actually, no, I'll probably start recording things and then watch it again and see how I feel about it and then finally finish up my video. So we're looking like two, three weeks before I actually do this. It will probably be at least 30 minute long review on it. I love mm-hmm. this movie. Um, it has inspired a lot of things for me to want to go do and get done. Um, Have you watched the Netflix series? I, I, I watched a couple episodes. Um, it's great. Watching him I, I think. I, I, I just I so I I love cooking shows, mm-hmm. um, and it it just wasn't as high up in the ranking of cooking shows. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna watch Chef, and then there was something else I was gonna watch that I can't remember. Oh, I was gonna go back and revisit Sticks and Stones, because now I kind of okay. want to compare the two and have more of a fresher. Um, thing and see which one is actually funnier because I, I really think that the closer is a lot funnier than a lot of people thought on their first viewing um, because that story at the end was just so damn powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I want to get into. And then as far as playing anything, I need to hit The Witcher 2, but I just don't see that happening. I got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Witcher 2 is definitely an investment. So 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then that's going to do it. Uh, just want to say thank you guys for watching. Please hit the like, subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, have a great evening. Take it easy. Deuces. See you next week. <laughs>